Yes, Mickey, with less than a sixteenth ago. What the Hill, a short lead. Lindy the Great to the inside. Yes, Mickey, coming to the wire. It's What the Hill and David Miller winning the... Pocket setter turned first over attacker What the Hill. And behind them, Dover Dan from in third. International money still got work to do. They're in deep stretch. And here comes What the Hill and Miller on the outside. What the Hill converting off the pocket trip to win the Canadian Tronic Classic. He won it by three going away. It's What the Hill. Third, three quarters, 124 and two, end of the stretch. Looks like a Chippendale appears to be on the verge. Crazy Wild trying to fend him off. Room at the rail for What the Hill. He's raging late. And uh, in heavy traffic is Pinkman on the far outside. Dason trying to close in. But off the rail comes What the Hill, the three-year-old. What the Hill to seal his division. What the Hill, then Dason. And then it was Pinkman third and Mambo Lindy fourth. What the Hill in 151 and four in the team. Right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Trotters. Back for another week, the What the Hill Talking Trotters, proudly brought to you by What the Hill and Woodlands Stud. And I've got to say a huge thank you to those guys um, as well. Big show, heaps to get through tonight. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can send your comments in and get involved. We've got plenty to cover off on. We've had the uh, Nutrient uh, Race Series the other day. Got a couple of interviews. Dave Watson's going to be on at some stage, a pre-recorded interview um, covering off on all exciting new developments coming on um, in New South Wales. Uh, there's some chance I might have Duncan McPherson, although he doesn't know that just yet. So if he is watching, he might send me a message. He may not. I just want to get an update on to where Elder Baron Zeus is. But of course, this is Talking Trotters, proudly brought to you by What The Hill, who is standing this season. Woodland started the winner of 12 races, 1.345 million dollars, just should be 1.4 look, or 1.346 at least, $7,000 plus GST for the in New Zealand and $7,700 including GST um, here in Australia. For more details go to woodlandstud.co.nz down the bottom and uh, contact the guys there as well. He's had a huge couple of days in um, Ohio, Ohio. Well, did I do a butcher of that job? We'll highlight this filly first. Roxana, the two-year-old filly, uh, she has now won back-to-back uh, -back at Skoda Downs. Uh, $55,000 Ohio size stakes in 157 and two the other day. Thank you very much. I'm gonna try and um, credit that uh, Brad um, Conrad, I think his name is, on Twitter, but I'll try to reach out to him. Hopefully I can get him, but I did pinch that photo. Happily say that as well. John Dutton, another of his sons the other day, um, took out uh, the second. It was another of the size stakes, $100,000 size stakes. He, in equaling a world record time, um, winning in 152 and four um, here at Northfield Park. We will quicken this one up just a little bit. Um, I think that's him in front at the minute. I can't remember which number he was. Actually, I've watched quite a few of these. No, that's him getting the third, and he'll drop back in onto the uh, get the trail here in a minute. No, one of the wrong horses. A couple of these horses, I got them all over the shot, but um, we can just quickly speed it up to down the back. And he is the horse that's three back the four back the outside now. I think. No, he's always in front. That's which horse he was. Sorry. 
got a couple of these races going through me noggin so yeah he was is the actual uh horse in front here and he runs away from this looks so much like his old man i showed a few of those videos the other day of his old man and you can see there he uh definitely looks like his old man and uh all class here as i said this is equals a world record 152 and four winning the hundred thousand dollar size stakes for the trotters and um yeah done a huge job for uh he and his connections and it's two in a row for him jet hills in this race that's him in third with the green bridle um and he hangs on to third just um in this race here but uh yeah let's try and get some of the american guys on to talk about some of these horses going forward another horse that uh won uh while we were like last weekend this is a horse who's got a great name johnny red's victory so that is his entire name johnny red's victory gets the the chockies um here just got to be able to speed it up a little bit for us we will get it to coming off the back corner i might have to go back a little bit just as i remember where he is uh that's him in the yellow in the uh six um in the one one for the australians and the new zealanders um just peels out here in a minute and lets down and lets down very very nicely uh to get the chockies doesn't look like he's ever going to get there but um yep look at this knuckles down beautifully and hits the line terrific uh right on the line had a couple others we had this horse here purple people eater this was a two-year-old filly uh these one at northfield park this is a mimic called purple people eater anthony mcdonald fans will know anthony's colors going to the front from the stable c8 that's uh amac going to the front on this horse and this horse uh, was a short price favourite and actually wins like one um, as well. Wins running away here um, very, very comfortably, this filly as well. So a uh, good batch, a bunch of horses. Um, I think this, they set very similar times, 59 flat. This one and the next one, another two-year-old filly, uh, takes out the other heat. These are all of size stakes, all ran at Ihoyo over the weekend. At the oh, head of the stretch. Oh, you wouldn't think I could have trouble with a word like that. An O, a H, an I, and an O, but you can. So uh, the leader, it's not the leader, it's a horse at uh, the four. From the leader then, Sedona uh, Hill, hips like honey. Isu, Sedona Hill is well uh, situated, second over around the, the far turn. We'll have the tip three wide for McDonald. All about faith, gaps well the pocket. There goes Sedona Hill, three wide, hips like honey closes in. Then Osaka Hall, uh, less than an eighth of a mile to go. And Kaminari's off the turn in front. Sedona Hill down the center. Tammy Sue, not today. It's Kaminari or Sedona Hill. It's Kaminari in deep stretch. Kaminari in front. Sedona Hill was second. Tammy Sue. Huge job in North America. At the minute, we didn't highlight Jet Hill. Um, in that at all he's actually I'll find that little tile I'll get that one up right now is that one there no it's not that's the wrong one that's him winning the TVG that's not it either don't tell me I deleted the wrong photo no I don't think there it is there uh, of course Roxana won two of the $55,000 Ohio Fairs trots for two-year-old fillies 157.2 the other day in the USA right at the minute he's ninth on the all-aged he's oldest of four-year-olds seventh and the three-year-olds and fifth on the two-year-olds it horses like green shoes who stands for twenty-five thousand dollars in stakes as well new zealand sire of the year so please woodlands and uh what the hell make sure you're patronizing seven thousand dollars in australia uh seven seven in australia seven thousand dollars plus gst in new zealand jeffrey dixon hello to you wasn't sure if you were going to uh 
come on or not um, but we won't go there that's a show that's a name for a, that's for another show that comes on Wednesday night so that is on loose lines there was plenty happening there's been plenty of good winners this week going through I'm actually going to try and see if we can get Colin Holloway straight away um, because I think this was one of the stories of the week hopefully Colin will answer um, he does know I'm going to ring him so we'll just um, hopefully we get him fun waiting. Hello. Colin, Colin, welcome to Talking Trotters. This is Paul Campbell. How are you, mate? I'm good, Paul. Thanks for the call. No, thank you for joining me because um, you've got a fair story story to tell. Firstly, though, I am going to just start the, it off with, I'm going to actually show the video while you and Ling I are Heather discussing. went down the back um, in 20... Congratulations on winning the Harassed Trotters Nutrient Equine Classic for the two-year-old fillies the other night with... Don't tell Heather, and we'll get on to the story in that, but what a thrill that must have been, mate. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, I can see the end of the tunnel as far as my uh, training career goes, or 50, 57, 58 years, and uh, the circumstances involved in getting her, uh, you wouldn't uh, believe, but nevertheless, uh, she's probably going to be my last horse. Because at 58, I'm... Uh, it's starting to slow down a bit, Paul. She'll be your last horse you'll train, Colin? Probably. We'll see. <laughs> wow. That wasn't that wasn't one of the things that I was expecting. I'm hoping to see you back at the yearling sales buying horses next year just to see the outcome of it after, after the whole story. Well, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. You'd be probably reading the death notices if that was the case. <laughs> Mate, I will, I will say, before we get started, um, it is a team team effort your son brett um he was he was absolutely chuffed but also your granddaughter in demi um she won i tell you what she held herself together she was awesome in the presentations on the night as well but um you must be wrapped with you know being able to share it there with your family as well as heather absolutely and really uh it gives me uh, a great thrill or a kick for both heather and i that uh my son's involved and Demi's involved. She's got a uh, strapper's license. You've, you've probably noticed, uh, yep. no, no telling Heather, probably had a few white ribbons in her mane and tail. Well, Demi comes down and she loves doing that. And even one of Brett's young boys is showing a bit of interest. He's talking about he wants a fast horse for a pony trot. <laughs> He's only six years old. <laughs> he, he's not iron off the filly, is he? No, it'd be too big for him. Although he did lead it in off out of the paddock today, and he thought that was uh, that was good. It is one of the great things we don't sell enough about the horses in our industry, isn't it? About how great they are. I mean, you've come out and won a classic race, and then you've got a six-year-old. No telling. I said don't. Sorry about that. Um, you've got a. Um, you know, a horse that's won a, a classic race on the Friday night and your six-year-old can now walk it and put it away in the paddock. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's one of, the, one, of the, one of the great parts. Okay. Yes. Now, I know the story, but how did, <laughs> how did you come to, one, purchase, purchase this horse um, and, and then the name? And, and anyone that hasn't heard the story, I'm telling you, make yourself a cup of coffee and sit back because it will take Colin a little while because I don't know, even know if you're still that proud of the whole situation of what happened. But firstly, coming, how did you come to purchase this horse from the Nutrient Equine um, sales? 
Well, we'll start off with that Demi said to me she'd like to go to the sales and see how the horses are sold. So I agreed to take her to the sales, and of course there was one edict, uh, and Heather pointed it out, if you go to the sales, you're not to buy any horses, we've got enough, and I said, well, that's fine, I've got no intention of, so I uh, we just jumped in the car, Demi and I went and drove down, um, left the float behind because uh, had no intention of getting a horse, knowing that the boss has told us not to, and uh, wandered around, got there after the, uh, the sales had started, wandered around the uh, stalls, had a look at the earlings, then went into the uh, sale auditorium, sat next to my friend Bruce Edward, and uh, Bruce happened to mention, only a couple of minutes after sitting next to him, he said, oh, I'm looking at a video of this uh, trotter coming up, and he says, I like the way it trotted and it's well-bred, and he said, I think... It would not be an expensive filly because the couple of lots beforehand will go uh, reasonably dearer. And one was that uh, one that Emma Stewart had in the race, and I think it sold for 44000 So uh, then, uh, for whatever reason, I shot my hand up and they knocked it down to me. <laughs> I thought, oh, geez, what have I done here? Hey, and, just, uh, but, just one sec. So you only had one bid on this filly? Yes. One bid and you got up. <laughs> One bid and got it. And uh, and uh, well, they said, what's your number? And I said, well, I haven't got a number. I've just walked in. And they said, well, you, you need a number. So Bruce uh, yelled out, put it on my account. Uh, so, so they said, right, Durham Park's uh, account. And... Uh, and then I said to Bruce, well, I'm in a bit of trouble too. I've just come down in the car. I haven't got a float. And uh, he said, well, providing I'm not bringing, if I don't pass in any uh, and have to bring them home, I will take it home for you. I said, yeah, that's good. So uh, halfway home, he, uh, Demi decided to ring up Heather and break her the news that we've bought a, uh, a trotting filly. Well... <laughs> I'm driving and I could hear her yelling in the phone to Demma, Demi, sitting next to me. And I thought, oh, Jesus, doesn't sound too good. So I get home, goes to open the back door, nearly broke me nose. She'd locked me out. So I'm banging on the door. Heather, Heather, let me in. Heather, and I'm yelling out louder and louder. And finally, she said, I've suffered enough out there. So she came and unlocked the door and let me in. So that. That was all very well until uh, I mentioned to uh, Bruce Edward, I said, that filly that you've brought home, Heather's not very happy at all. She's not happy with you and she's not happy with me. Now, what have I done? He said, well, you've, you've, you've put the horse out. Well, so he, he said to me, he said, look, until things quieten down, he says, we'll, uh, we'll keep it out at my place. So uh, after a couple of weeks, he rang up and he says, look, I'm taking a couple to get broken in. He says, we'll throw your filly on too. Uh, I said, yes. Uh, and I said, well, she's still not happy. And he said, well, look, if, if, if it's going to cause a divorce, I'll buy the horse, he, he said. I'll buy it. And I said, no, no, we'll persevere. And uh, so uh, got it broken in. He rang up and said, well, it's been broken in. Chris Lang Jr. broke it in and said, broke in a very nice type of horse. 
uh, come and uh, come and see it trot uh, around, which we did do. And Bruce says, how's things on the home front? I said, well, it's still a bit strained. He says, well, <laughs> we'll keep it out at my place. So <laughs> he kept it out there for a couple of months and then rung up and said, well, it's got to go back into work. He said, so Jamie Lee King, who's his uh, manager, she'll work it uh, for a couple of weeks and uh, I'll give you a ring. So after a couple of weeks, uh, Heather come around and uh, I went out and uh, jogged it out at Bruce's for uh, probably three or four days. And I liked it and says, right, oh, Bruce, uh, we'll bring it back in. So that's the uh, the story of how we got no telling Heather. Yeah. I, I applied for the name Don't Tell Heather, but surprisingly enough, there is already a horse named that Don't Tell Heather. So the closest we got was no telling Heather. Yeah, I apologise for that. I've been one of those calling her don't. I just got it in my brain. So it's definitely me that's yeah. one of the problems with it. But um, <laughs> there is there is quite a couple other things that happen. But it, it's just great, the, the story. And I'm sure you're putting a little bit of um, you know icing on top, making it... Uh, no, a, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. That, that is exactly how the show played out. <laughs> yep. I've, Except I've, I, didn't, I didn't get a broken nose. I... I uh, <laughs> I was managing to step back and thump on the door for a while until Heather uh, finally let me in. What about uh, Heather the overnight in the presentation? And you'll back me up for this. She, when I asked her, she said, I, I, I put the snib across. There was no such thing as locking the back door, was it? She said she was trying to make out she wasn't that bad. It was, uh, I put the snib across. It was very delicate the way she put it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, she she felt a bit guilty afterwards and said, "Look, I <laughs> when you're not around, uh, which I've never struck it before, by the way." Yep. She says, "I do snip the back door," uh, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, right. Well, I've never struck that before." And it so happens that the, well, it's a genuine thing. The back door was locked, and she would not let me in. <laughs> now. You, you, you talked there about your, your good friend Bruce, and the, and the one thing that I, I loved, and, and this the picture I've got um, just there with you, I was, I was looking for a photo, and I, instead I got the presentation photo that someone took from Bendigo the other night, and um, it's got Pat Driscoll, Louise Toolman, uh, yourself, Demi, Brett, and Heather is there, unfortunately, Heather just a little bit off to the side and can't quite see. Uh, it, it meant a lot to so many people that when we were doing the presentation, the fact that Pat Driscoll... All, and you know, harassed trotters obviously sponsor the two-year-olds and, and the well and the three-year-olds all the trotting races. Um, but he yep. was standing there with Bruce, your good mate, and both those guys stood there. Now they stand there and, and listen to presentations, but they stood there shoulder to shoulder, and it's it's just a good story. Albeit it does have a, a little funny quirk to it as well, but it's just a good story about mateship and and what probably I suppose the one part we don't sell enough of our industry, isn't it? About how much. I suppose you can uh, fun you can have along the way, um, and when you win a good race, it makes it even better. Yes, yes, and surprisingly, uh, we have received numerous well wishes uh, ringing up and uh, texting us, which we looked at those people that have said it. Oh, geez, you know, yeah, we know them, but we didn't think that they'd take the trouble of wishing us. Uh, uh, well, for for the win. So, uh, no, we're chuffed that so many people have uh, taken the trouble of uh, contacting us. Um, she's actually a lovely filly. Like she's had three start, three starts now for a second, a win, a third, a second, and a win. Like she's 
she's she's a lovely filly. It wasn't a fluke, as I know who three of uh, only two trotted all the way. The other the other four actually all did mistakes. But she was putting the, she was knocking on the door. Her run at Kilmore was outstanding. Her her run first up as well. Cole was terrific run. Like she's just a lovely mare to look at and and the way she trots. Well, there's a there's a, another little quirk to it. The ma- the mother uh, Illawong Shimmer was trained by my best mate Ross Sugars. And uh, is that the filly? Look, that's not the filly that won the Derby. No, that's Illawong Helios. Yep. This filly won the home ground Group One final as a two-year-old. Uh, won three two-year-old races and won a three-year-old race and just tapered off in form and. Uh, Martin Harnett uh, said to Ross, look, I'll, I'll breed from her. So she only raced as a two- and three-year-old. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, and when I first, because I'm only a one-man band with one or sometimes two horses and working by myself during the week, when I started clicking her up, she wasn't trying that. You know, I could tell she wasn't trying. And Ross says, look, I'll come up. Well, uh, I had another horse here that actually I had bought a, a, the previous year off Bruce Edward as a yearling, and uh, we'll run the two together. So Ross came up and uh, we got the two uh, together in the fast work, and it really tw- uh, switched her on. Yep. So I've got a lot to thank for Ross, and uh, then uh, started going a little bit rough and uh, we was down, I think it was the trial down at Melton, uh, Kylie drove it, moderate trial second and Ross said, oh I think she might need some boots on the back, you can't see it but anyway we went and, Ross went and bought those big scalping boots you know that go yep. up to, right up the leg and uh, she uh, started trotting well uh, and then uh, my other mate which <laughs> I've got a lot haven't I I went over to his 80th birthday uh, Saturday night, Carlo Dwyer. Yep. Carl said, look, I'll come over and we'll uh, we'll have a go at uh, just altering the shoeing a bit. And Carl came over and just put half rounds on the front and uh, a very light pair on the back, and she has not missed a beat. So I've got, so well, a few people to thank. Bruce Edward. Uh, Ross Sugars and Carlo Dwyer, and, and she's just progressively improved since uh, since that. Yeah, no, it's a, she's uh, a lovely filly. She's, there's a lot more similarities than, than just that, anyone wondering. So the horse that she came home, or one of the horses that she came home on the float with was a filly. Now, this is Talking Trotters. It's meant to be only about Talking Trotters, but that's okay. Sponsored by Woodland, so it actually even works out better for me. Was a filly called Sweet Bella that Bruce... Purchased, unpurchased, unsupervised is what um, Jamie Lee King uh, says. And uh, Bruce has a wry grin to his face. But she was purchased at the same sale. Uh, right. No, she wasn't. No, she couldn't be because she's a three-year-old. No. I, I, Sorry, uh, yeah, I told that. That's wrong. Yeah. Sorry. But, yeah, no. So he didn't bring her home. But on the same night, so it doesn't matter. There's still two more similarities. So Bruce has a winner uh, with Sweet Bella, and she wins that. Yeah. But it's out of a mare called Illawong Bella. And it was bred yeah. by Martin Harnett and Kay. Yeah. Now, your horse is bred by Alabar because it's, I, I think, unfortunately, that Martin Maynong and Alabar took over those horses. But That's still right. got that same Illawong uh, connotation. So there's there's plenty yeah. going on there. Like, it's a, it's a good little story, isn't it? Yes, 
definitely. It is indeed. What's plans next for our con? Uh, well, three weeks' time is the uh, Vic Bread uh, Super at, Series. At Maryborough? So we're just, yeah, so I've just given her a couple of days off. I'll start working her tomorrow, and we'll train her up for the uh, the heats at Maryborough on the 4th of September. And um, is that sort of the end game, or will you try for maybe... Is she well, we'll, we'll, we'll just see how she goes. She's only had three starts, um, so... Uh, she's been running around mad in our little paddock today, so yep. she hasn't taken any ill effect from uh, her run Friday night. So our plan is the Vic Bread. After that, uh, maybe we could give her, if she goes well, now, you know, yep. she's got to perform well, we may very well give her a short let up fortnight and look at the uh, Breeders' Crown yep. later on in the year. No, super exciting. So, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, they're just long-range plans, pie in the sky, but then on the oh. other hand, we never thought we'd have won uh, Friday night. <laughs> no, well, you would have had a little bit of confidence, surely. No, we, we, I, well, I thought if, uh, what's name is the priest? The, the priestess, whatever. Yep. I thought if it broke, uh, Bruce told me that he'd been out to Clayton's that week and he wasn't, from his observations, he didn't think it was, Clayton was driving it one morning and he didn't like the way it was trotting. Now, that's Bruce's observation. And yep. So I was thinking, well, it, it broke in the heat and maybe it mightn't be that foolproof so uh, we was hoping that maybe we get second or third <laughs> no, well I think you've done a, an awesome job I think the, the first up race um, at Bendigo um, I, I reckon it was a terrific form line um, I think there was five first starters in that race that finished in the top five spots um, and I think the filly of Lisa Miles who ran another place again yesterday is about the only one that hasn't won out of those horses now um, uh, Linking Bios now won two. So yes. uh, Nordic Rain, I think, won another one that's, since. So it's one, it's one two, yeah. Yeah, yes, so it was a, right. that was a really good field um, of horses uh, in that race, and uh, I think and she sat in the death all the way that night. Yeah, it did indeed. Um, Brett, your son, um, as big a thrill as he's had in racing, would that be as big a win as Brett's had? Oh, definitely. Yep. Um, we had a real good horse years ago, a Vanty. Yep. Uh, it uh, ran in uh, the three-year-old size state final, the four-year-old size state final, ran third in the three-year-old final and ran in the Australian Derby. But Brett was too young then and uh, Tommy Marr uh, was our driver then. And uh, actually, uh, Tommy gave Brett a lot of pointers uh, when he was young in uh, how to uh, and what he thought was best they had to drive a horse, so uh, he's probably got a lot of thanks for, thank for uh, Tommy. Yeah, no, absolutely. You could see he was beaming, and um, and Heather, um, oh, the one thing, like she was so happy the other night. She was so, I think, initially she was shocked, and then um, she was just so happy. But I, I go back to Kilmore in the heat, um, and although you got beat. Um, the smile on Heather's face 
then was one of those ones I always have a camera in my hand and I, and I didn't have a camera and um, it was something uh, I think you know this what trotters do I think but it's also what harness horses do Cole and then the smile on Heather's face uh, after running um, second um, yeah at Kilmore I think uh, just about says it all I think she really enjoyed I really enjoyed the story and probably with the name associated with it makes makes it a, you know makes it all all the better but she's definitely part of the team and uh i don't think you'll get in trouble if you bring another trotter home you might if you bring a pace oh, no home. no i think i would i think i would <laughs> <laughs> and uh look uh my uh brett because he's got uh five kids uh one of them not the best and uh he's does a lot of uh, running around during the week. He, he can only come in of a weekend, maybe one day or a Saturday or a Sunday and work a horse. And uh, uh, Demi has also got a strapper's licence, so she works Shimmer. Oh, that's, a, that's no telling Heather's nickname, Shimmer. So Demi works it. And then, of course, uh, the boss, well, she trains them from the kitchen window. <laughs> But uh, also, uh, she uh, she goes over at uh, seven o'clock of the morning and uh, is is the spotter. Uh, so she drives the car over, uh, gets the paper, reads the paper. Sometimes falls to sleep, and I'm back home for ten or fifteen minutes before she drives in. Uh, so a great spotter, I know. <laughs> um, you used to be the president of the. Bath- uh, Bathurst, Ballarat, um, and District Trotting Club. Um, it's one of those names. No, definitely never, never, ever been the president. I was oh. secretary and CEO for 30 years. Sorry. Yep, sorry. Uh, for 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, so you've been in the game. How long, is it a rude question to ask, how long have you been in the game for, Cole? Uh, I started training a horse at 17. Uh, I didn't have a car licence and... I borrowed my father's car and borrowed a float and picked this horse up that a friend of mine had, and that started me off when I was 17. So if we take, I'm 75 now, take 17 off that, that's uh, 58, 57, 58 years. Wow, well done. How many trotters in that time? Well, the second horse I got, uh, I leased it off a fella, and once he named it, and once the name came through, I says, well, I may as well finish with it now he named it Cole's friend so uh, I thought well, that's that's the end of that all <laughs> see what you've had two trotters please tell me you've yeah. had more is that all yes two trotters my second horse was called Cole's friend it was by a horse called I reckon it was by Clutter's Pride or some something like that yeah uh, and uh, never couldn't run out of sight in the fog and uh, this uh, no telling Heather Wow, so they've both been named after you. That's there's there's too many similarities in this. It's getting spooky. This that's for sure. So, yeah. um, um, Demi did the pony. Tr- actually, did she ever do the pony trots? No, she did the uh, pony club. Well, she did the Ballarat Pony Club. Yep. She went to. Um, uh, we had a, there was an open day just north of Bendigo. What's Elmore? the name? Elmore. Elmore. Yep. She went up there. We had a little pony. We still got it, Reuben. Uh, as a first try, they uh, the first time they put her around the bend and trotted up the straight and still finished a hundred yards last. 
and I think it might have been the second try, they moved it up 50 metres. And then finally, the last try, I know uh, one of Glenn Douglas's kids, or Daryl Douglas's, started over the back straight, and they put us halfway up the front straight, and bugger me dead, Glenn's horse got up and beat us. So that's how... That's how fast this little trotter was. It was called Reuben. It's a little grey. Actually, Ross Sugar's got it for us. <laughs> and uh, that was, uh, uh, Demi was a bit demoralised, that happening, so she never bothered about pony trots after that. Are we a, had, one, had one go. Are we a chance of getting her as a driver on the track? Uh, doubt it. Yeah. No, doubt it. Doubt it. She, will be, she, she just loves, she loves... Uh, she'll come over and work a horse with me of a weekend if Brett's unavailable. Uh, she loves decorating the horse up with ribbons in her mane and tail. So well, I think, and she likes uh, obviously uh, going to the trots with us and leading the horse around. But I think, don't think she's no, she hasn't shown enough interest. No, very good. Well, she uh, she loved the other night. I think it was a great story. You, you're great, mate. We've got the Pangrazios watching both Louise and Neville. They watch in different ends of the house. I found this out the other night. They had a great night the other night with Prince of Rock as well, uh, Colin. But uh, Rossi Sugars is on there and uh, watching. And also, also um, Anthony Woodroth sends, sends his regards. That's exactly all he says is regards. So I'm presuming you know who that is, Colin? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, yes, no ransom. Yep. Yeah. So, I think um, I think it's one of the great stories, Cole. I think uh, well done. It's the name makes it a little bit of fun, but I think the mateship is what I like the most of it. It's um, it's a it's a good story, and and I think um, you know what I was able to see. Uh, I suppose after that race is is as much what I love about this sport. And uh, people say if you can uh, if you could bottle. The euphoria, um, you know, you, you'd sell it to thousands. I think if there was more people there the other night, and unfortunately it was the second last race, but uh, if there was more people there to have watched what we, we saw, um, it was just a brilliant night. So, um, and uh, doing that. Apparently, you, this wouldn't happen in your house, Louise, in uh, your house, Colin. Louise has just said there that she's doing the dishes and cooking tea, and she's got no idea where, where Neville is. That, that wouldn't happen in your house, would it? No, well, uh, I, I cook the meat and I help Heather with the dishes, so uh, no, it wouldn't happen. Mate. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Thank you so much. Congratulations um, Thanks, on, the, on the win, and uh, it's a great story. And thank you for sharing it uh, with my friends on um, on Facebook and uh, YouTube. I really do appreciate it. It's a good story to what the industry is about, mate, and so I really do appreciate it. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Paul. Very good. See ya. See ya. Up. Um, Colin Holloway there in what was a really good story uh, the other day I don't know where I'm, it's my fault for the uh, the don't um, but it's no telling Heather um, and just a great little story and a filly that's going to win more and more races um, yeah she's a real little professional horse um, and uh, yeah it is a great story Jeff you're, you're spot on it's it's um, it's a little bit of fun and going there, uh, Demi, Demi Candy. What an interview! Uh, is that me or Par? That was the best part of it. I reckon you better say Par or you'll be in trouble, Dem. Um, but uh, yeah, well done to you. And 
don't leave the industry, Dan. We need to keep you in there because you've got personality and persona. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. So thank you very much for that. While we've got the Pangrazios on there, we, um, I've got plenty to cover off on. And I will get to Dave Watson's. I want everyone to be able to listen to that with some huge initiatives um, coming up for New South Wales. But Prince in second Rock, spot, the locomotive Basilica is a uh, the other day. Uh, in, it was just spine tingling this race. It was just great to watch. I've done an interview with Tina Riddis. Um, Daryl Crone uh, has been interviewed by a few people, but um, this win um, was brilliant. Um, it just sets up at mean speed, like lead time of 38.2. Tina just drove him to get to the front off the locomotive 30.8, 29.9, 28.6. And then they get home in 29 flat for a 157 and one mile rate. And he's just a ripping horse. He's a cool dude, ripping horse. Uh, no flash, no fanfare, just keeps getting the job done. And it was, again, great scenes. It was a terrific night full stop. And anyone tuning in to On Loose Lines on Wednesday night, I will be um, showcasing most of that as well because it was just a great night of um, harness racing. Horses like No Telling Heather, Prince of Rock, Trady Lady. Um, there. Belnies runs very, on. Very uh, struggling was Vichy Bloom. Rapid returns deep around Azara. 29.5 was the quarter down the back. And surging to the top here was Trady Lady from She's Ruby Roo. Belnies is broken under pressure there. She jumped off stride, getting into second spot. Sister Everest is trying to cling on for third, then rapid return. But Trady Lady's away and gone, trotting like a machine tonight. And she's racing right away. Trady Lady's going to get the job done. She comes on to win the three year old trotting Phillies final of the Nutrient Equine Classic by 15. Second, she's Ruby Roo. Third, going to Sister Everista. Fourth was Rapid Return. Then came Azara, followed by Dunch. That horse there, after she won the other night. Um, they're the tradies that helped build the place, and they took out a share in a horse, and they're having a, a hell of a time. The only problem they had the other night was the 6.30. Most of them were still working, so they couldn't get there being a work night, but they don't miss too many races, that's for sure. Sister Everista. Um, was a good run. Jared Maloney, I was talking to Jared a bit earlier on, he had the uh, other winner, but uh, Charlotte Galleon, so he actually bred a sister Everista. Um, and then he also, he had a share in the uh, the winner of the last, I said there before that uh, No Telling Heaven was the last, but Vol Voltino, the Love You Philly for the Fitzpatrick. Six metres away, tapped um, up at the tail. He's, he's a cool dude. This 29 is. 8, I the back straight quarter. And on the home turn, it's Valtino uh, leading. Ewing on the outside, just, running a bold race cool on dude. debut. And the inside elder Baron Marcus about to get his chance on the sprint lane. Valthorns and Billy Zippen into the straight. Valtino led. Ewing on the outsiders, running a bold race, the Hall of Famer. It's Valtino, Ewing the outside. Valtino's got something in the locker, though. And Valtino is going to lead all of the way. Beats the debutante. Ewing and ten away third Val Thorin's a good run after the bad score up Bill terrific and then Val Thorin's another horse it was another good run in what was a great night of racing the four uh, finals for the trots were terrific races to watch um, that race was possibly the only one um, that uh, I suppose went to script if you like um, Valtino but uh, yeah the four heats the Harassa Trotters Races were terrific. 62,500 for the two-year-olds and 125,000 richest single-sex races um, for trotters in Australia. And it was just great to be there, great to be a part of it. And uh, it was a thrilling, thrilling night. There was plenty of other races on the night, um, and we'll touch on those on the um, on loose lines. Plus, we'll have a bit more bit more fun. We'll definitely be still talking about the trotters and uh, get some of the people's highlights. But please, if you are 
on and you want to talk trotters and want to be able to highlight any of those wins, please, uh, please do so. There's no hassles there. Um, Peter McMullen, um, I'm not sure if you caught up with this. Before we go to uh, David Watson, uh, Peter McMullen, um, of course, he won the first race in the World Drivers' Championships, and congratulations to Pete. Now, I'm going to show you this race. So I found, actually, no, I won't. Here's, uh, yeah, I will. I'll show, you, I'll show you this race. I won't show it in its entirety. Colin Holloway is on there now watching as well. I'm not going to show you this race in its entirety, but um, there's Pete on the fence. There's one footage here, though, that I definitely want you to see. It's just breathtaking. Um, something for the guys at Creative Technology to be able to, to see. And uh, they've got a car, basically, that runs on the infield. It's, it would be a little bit tricky, but um, drone footage and the, and the rest is outstanding. Have a look at that for footage. It's just brilliant to watch uh, the close-up. And uh, yeah, you can see you can nearly touch them. Um, that's that close. So, uh, yeah, and they do that both times down the back straight. So it's awesome to watch. Um, the commentator is, I think, predominantly German. I don't have the commentating up on that, but um, it is predominantly German. But um, this is the last roughly 400. We'll skip through it a bit forward, but Pete wins pretty comfortably. I don't even know the name of this horse. Um, but... Uh, it is predominantly, and it's just great footage. Look at that, it's still around that home turn, and here you go now, and you can see how comfortably he does uh, does win this one. Um, but uh, it's a, yeah, it's a good win. But uh, the commentating, as I said, you can watch it, and I'll tell you where you can watch it. We'll just let Pete get to the line before I um, I cut him off. But I think it's a huge effort. It's just terrific. Got to celebrate this Australia. This is um, you know, again, we're on a world stage and he's over there taking on the best going forward. So we need to be able to watch that going forward, going there. Go to standardbreadcanada.co. Now, there's a picture of Doug McNair um, um, on that banner. So if you go to that picture of Doug, um, John Doe was his name. That's why you might not have, was the name. That's, might not have known, John Doe. <laughs> Very good, Darren Clayton. Thank you very much for chiming in. But great effort of Queenslander. I'm tipping you'd be uh, very, very happy. But um, I've been given a couple of sites. So uh, Brad Steele told me this one. So you can go to this um, WTC 2023 EU um, and you can find it there. But, um, you know, my good mate Greg Gangle actually put me on to this one. So go to the Standard Bread and you can see all the race results um, from there. Um, and the leaderboard, and this is the current leaderboard. So Pete McMullen, we need to celebrate this. He's leading with Doug McNair, um, and then Jordan Ross from the United States is running fourth. Poor old Blair Orange, um, the Australian, or oh, the Kiwi, but a, a one that a lot of Aussies will be well and truly aware of. Had a couple of DNFs, unfortunately, so a little bit tricky. So the Canadians are doing it um, uh, really good and really even. This was one of the other tiles um, that Brad sent me. And I'm not having a go at Brad. This was actually put up on the website so you can understand the official titles. Where where it's funny, if you take the screenshot later on, if you get to this and pause it and have a look, some of them are in Roman numerals and some of them are in, letters, in numbers. And um, it's very odd. So I'd say there might be two or three people that are actually marking it. But you can see down here... Um, Blair ran um, fifth, uh, fourth, sorry, in the first heat, uh, last or tenth, so that's a ten um, in the second one. 
another fourth. So he was going okay, and then he got it disqualified. Um, then he ran a second, so he's on 27 points. But he's just had a little bit of um, everything going forward. Now, Darren Clayton's put through another one. Uh, there, you can see that on the feed um, as well. So that's the YouTube page. So that is Victoria Park. Uh, this site is for last night's track only. Okay, yeah. So I think the Canadians, if you want to go to the um, Alison Barbie, hello to you, The uh, that site I said there before to keep up to date and watch all the races. I think, um, you know, like I think uh, you've got to be able to watch it and keep an eye on it. Go to standardbredcanada.ca and then click on, there. as I said, there's a picture of Doug McNair on that um, and you'll find it. If not, I'm sure you'll be able to find it a little bit easier, but that's actually how I found it, was just to see the banner of him. I was pointed in that direction, I will be honest, and uh, be able to keep up with him. But I think it's great, um, and be able to watch the races, because you know this is the big time. Let's celebrate it. Let's get it out there in the mainstream um, press. I think uh, we've been a bit quiet over here. There was a couple of photos put up, but we need to really celebrate it and get it out. I might even try and get in touch with Pete. Um, might even try and get on touch with him before on loose lines on Wednesday night and be able to get him on the show either live or recorded going forward. Um, Jeffrey Dixon, I noticed their their times were not far off the times you showed for those USA races. I think the tracks over there, Jeff, are unbelievable. Um, they do do, I don't know necessarily in Germany or wherever those races were the other night, Sometimes they do kilometre rates. Sometimes they do um, um, mile rates. So that does throw a spanner in the works when they do those sorts of things, I must say. So that does make it a little bit um, trickier. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, Talking Trotters for What The Hill, who is standing at Woodland Stud. So get in touch with the guys at Woodland Stud. Right, New South Wales. Um, the guys in Queensland and that I love what everyone is doing and I want to be able to get this message out there and there was a bit of a, a mix up with phone numbers and now I can't find his interview, there it is there caught up with David Watson earlier on today, I actually did an interview about uh, the Singo, that was afterwards this was a chat we had, this is purely on the trotters, so anyone on there with the trotters um, and want to know what's going on in regards to the trotting carousel and also the Arizona Blue for the two year old trotters please Join in, uh, tune in to this, Alex Hurley and Dot G. I, I love what the hell too. We got one on the way. Uh, won't be far off actually. Um, but tune into this in regards to New South Wales. Grant Forrest is on there. Uh, the, this is in conjunction with the Trotters Association of New South Wales. So uh, pretty important updates and news. And it's not the last of what's going to be happening in New South Wales. And it's terrific for the trotter and the, and the rise of the square gating gate. David Watson joins me now, the general manager of uh, racing at Club Manemble. Firstly, uh, David, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be on the show. Uh, it's good to have you, and I might call you Wano for the rest of the show if that's okay, because David doesn't quite roll off the tugboat, but that's, uh, that's <laughs> that okay. Good. Mate, I wanted to catch up with you. Um, last week I was made aware, or a couple of weeks ago I was made aware of... Um, couple of new trotting races you guys have got going on there at Club Menangle, which is one super exciting. Um, it seems to be, before we touch on the two races, there seems to be a, you know, a fair push from Clubman Engel, if you like, to get the trotter um, back up and going you know, a lot more predominantly, if you like, in New South Wales. Yeah, look, the club's always been very supportive of the trotters, um, running a lot of feature races, a lot of series here, but 
it's actually gone up just a notch now. The numbers are building. The breeding is really good at the moment. There's a lot of numbers in our breeding uh, areas. Cobbity with harassed trotters. I think yeah, they bred over 100. They had 180 or something servings last year. Um, so yeah, it's really positive. Uh, the numbers that are coming out of here. It's always been in a position to grow. It's doing that now. So we're just adding to that and looking after those up-and-coming trotters as well, which we'll be going to talk about these couple of feature races that are coming up very shortly. Um, is that is it the reason they're growing? I mean, you guys put on races every Tuesday. You have two trot races minimum. Um, I, I would imagine it's probably field dependent. And on your Saturday night meetings, 90% of the time, there's a, a free-for-all trot um, at the very least. Um, the reason it's building is because of the, the industry participants want it. Is that is that the reason what's driving it? Look, and what I've mentioned to a lot of them as well, 25% of our races on a Tuesday, that's 20,000 for trotters. Yeah. Um, I've mentioned to trainers for a long time. You need a trotter in the barn. Um, also, there's a $20,000 race programmed each Saturday. Now, there's been once or twice where that hasn't hasn't gone ahead, but sometimes, you know, numbers are the numbers and people are out, turn horses out, it's been, yeah, for whatever reason. But the numbers are there. And basically, there's $40,000 a week guaranteed to run at Menangle with a trotter. That's from your, your basic, your, you know, your zero and one win trotters right through to your free for all trotters. Yep. So, while ever the numbers are there, that can also grow. There's been plenty of times where we've had three or four trots um, conducted here on a Tuesday, especially during foundation time, um, because the numbers have been really good. Now, that, you know, of course, with two and three year old trotters, sometimes they need a little bit more time. Um, so, numbers can be really good at the start of the series. They, they, sort of diminish as the series go on for whatever reason but the horses are there that's what's really positive and more and more uh, trainers uh, are starting to get involved because it's business yeah it's good business for them yeah, no, it definitely, it, it definitely is good business. It's a, it's a bit of a no-brainer in a, in a way. Um, sort of not, no, not being um, Victoria versus New South Wales. It's a little bit where Victoria was probably five, six years ago, where a lot of trainers all of a sudden started waking up and saying, "I'm taking three or four paces to the track. I should be taking at least one trotter." Um, and then it's a bit of a snowball effect now that you've got stables like Andy Gaff, who have you know high-class, fast-class. Yeah. Uh, well, but they have this many, the same the equivalent of trotters, which is just what you want. Well, look at look. You've only got to look at you know Robbie Morris and Blake Fitzpatrick and that. Um, they're always up, definitely on the midweek um, premiership tables. They're always at the top. And that's because this table's full of trotters. Yep. Yeah. Of course, they, um, Fitzpatrick's won the um, the Nutrient Classic on uh, Saturday night, which is a good feel. Yep. Lo- lovely horse. You guys yep. are going to. Well, there's a race here for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be. Uh, We've got races here for him as well. Yeah, we definitely, definitely have. Right, yeah. A couple of the races we want to highlight because I could talk to you all day, um, which is one of my shortcomings. But anyway, that's okay. Um, right, the carousel. So the Trotters Carousel is going to be an up to seventy-five uh, rated race. Um, um, with heats on September 12 up to $10,000 and a final of $25,000 um, on September 23, which is going to complement the carousel meeting as well. Firstly, one, I, one of the things I wanted to ask you, in your release I saw that on the Clubman Angle site, and I encourage people to hit like and fo- you know, follow that site to keep up with everything, um, the reintroduction, can we just discuss the reintroduction of it? Obviously there was a Trotters carousel many years ago, was there? There was. Um, when I first started at Harold Park, John Dunnessy was a massive supporter of the Trotters in New South Wales. 
Um, and we, we got them going again at Harold Park. Um, they were really strong. We, we tried the Carousel Series and we tried it throughout the state, a couple of heats throughout the provincial area as the Carousel was back then. Um, a couple of those tracks aren't around now. But for whatever reason, it just lost a little bit of traction um, and then it was sort of forgotten. So this is something I've been thinking about for a while and with the Carousel being such a sought-after um, yep. uh, trophy, in the pacing division, why can't there be one for trotters? We've got a great pool of horses in that region now, and I'd love you know, a couple of Victorians to come up. Very much like the Pontine series was massive in the Victorian area. This was just something to that next step. So on our Tuesdays, like we have the lower class, and then we go straight to fast class on the on the Saturday. Sometimes those horses that are making that transition, it's hard to find a place for them. So this was something I thought of that will give them that transition going from progressing and winning their way out of the Tuesdays just before they make that step into the free-for-all grey on a Saturday. This is a nice series for them to look at. And with the tag of the carousel, it works in great with the, the Pacers series. Um, $25,000 final can't be sneezed at. Um, the Pacers final's worth fifty, so it should be a great night here on uh, Saturday, 23rd of September, where we're going to yeah, rally around both the Pacers and Trotters. Um this is a trotting show. Just uh, throw you under the bus. What class is the carousel for the Pacers? You say about getting you know people from Victoria. They're both seventy five. They're both seventy five. Right, up and coming national horses. rating. Yeah, national rating seventy five. No concessions. Right. No. No junior concessions. No mayor concessions. No juniors. Nothing. No mayor's concessions. Just up to seventy five. Um, and that's both theories. And the trotters is exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, right. Well, that's huge, and I love the fact that you guys want to get people to come, to come there and, and get involved. You said before about Victoria, the way Queenslanders are going as well. You, we need them to come down because um, that they'll just make it. This is this is a beauty of Menangle and where you guys are situated across the eastern seaboard. If you like, it could be a ripping series as um, with some real intrigue, betting turnover because all of a sudden you oh. might you might have three states taken on each other. It's just what we want. I'll oh, be fantastic, and like I know, our guys aren't afraid to travel. You'll see the options. Um, yeah. As I said, Robbie, they're definitely not afraid to go up to Queensland and try and, and take some of their money. We just seen Brad Hewitt won the big race yep. um, over the Winter Carnival with Majestic Trio. Yep. So they're definitely not afraid. You just mentioned before, Blake went down and took a big hunk of nutrients money out of the Trotton Series. So the, our guys here in New South Wales definitely aren't afraid to travel. So I'd like to see those the Queenslanders and the Victorians come up here and, and have a have a slash for some of our money. No, absolutely. And some of the some of the trotting trainers down here, you know, the likes of uh, Wayne Potters and those guys, never been scared to come up there. Um, I think the locomotive might nearly sneak under that 75 rater. You never know. And he might. You might be able to get him up there. Andy Gaff, they've always got uh, these horses here enjoying the travelling. And, uh, you know, a few of those guys are going to be making a few more trips to an angle, um, especially through that September period. So there's every chance you yeah. can get more and more um, of those. You're also embracing the um, two-year-olds, one out with the um, the Arizona Blue. Um, I'll put the tile up. So this is for two-year-old trotters. Three heats through the November-December series uh, time slot um, with a $25,000 final on the uh, 16th of December. Probably, I suppose, a couple of little things. Why, where, the three heats, have you finalised the dates for those? Yeah. So what? this is just a continuation of the um, foundation series we run in April, May and June, what we found is with the change of racing season now that it goes right through to the end of the year, um, foundation series are always um, based around the end of the season or towards the end of the season. What's happened now is that we go through that middle part of the year because even though the racing season's changed, the horses' age actually hasn't changed. They're still 
two and a half when they're competing in that. They're actually on their birth certificates during the series. <laughs> well, they'll be three. Yep. But they're racing as a two-year-old. So there was a big gap until that next series come along. This is a lot of discussion we have with the local trainers as well, once again, that there's a bit of a void there. Yep. So what the club decided to do, um, and we're going to incorporate another club into this um, rotation of heat, on November 14, uh, it's just open to all two-year-old trotters. It's along the lines of the Foundation Series, there'll be three rounds of heat. Uh, they'll all be $10,000 with a $25,000 final here on Saturday, the 16th of December. So the first heat's here at Menangle on Tuesday, November 14. Um, Goulburn have been a good supporter of the trotters as well. They always have a trotting race program. There's a, like we just mentioned Brad Hewitt, but you've got yeah. Grant Forrest and got a lot of trotters down in that region. They always program a trotters race. They can have a heat on Monday, November 27. And then the final heat will be here on Tuesday, December 5. You must compete in a heat to be eligible for the final, though. Yep, awesome. Um, open to two-year-old... Just all two-year-old trotters. All? Yep. all doesn't two. matter where you're born. And be two. And doesn't matter how many races you won. No. Wow. Good timing. Good, good programming. I like so, it. Yeah. Um, and that and that'll be a next step into you know, the three-year-old foundation series that kick off again here in March. So, uh, two-year-olds now, where they've only had that predominantly that one chance to uh, compete for some good money here, they've actually got two chances throughout the year. So, the horse wasn't quite ready for that April, May, June series. Well, get them back into work because there's another series there in November, December for you. That Goulburn race uh, will throw a lot of intrigue for Victorians, albeit only about an hour and a half less. But it doesn't make it that daunting a trip up the up the Hume to get to oh, Goulburn. Good Goulburn drive. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good drive. I went down to Victoria recently, and um, yeah, what a good drive. It is. Yeah. It is. Even even Menangle, I, I don't think it's as scary. You talk to the likes of Dave Miles. I know um, Andy Gaff stops halfway. Some drive, some trainers go straight through. I think Nathan Jack, Wayne Potter, um, they win races. They continually just go straight through and straight back. Um, so yeah, it's it's, uh, it's very easy. I think it's super exciting. The name Wano, where does that come from? Arizona Blue. That was just the Trotters Association. Uh, Michael Taylor's the president there. Uh, it was just a name that resonated with him. It was a great trotter that we had. It was a very good young trotter. Yep. Won a lot of two- and three-year-old races. Uh, Johnny Heath, um, Lizzie Heath team. It was just a name that really resonated with Michael, and he put it to the, the, the association. They were happy to go with it just to give it a title yep. um, because we have our foundation series. And what what it was put up was was the foundation spring-summer series, but they just wanted to put a title to it. A nice local horse that won a lot of two- and three-year-old races. Got a nice nice ring to it, Arizona Blue. So the Arizona Blue two-year-old series here at Menangle. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's great. And um, terrific prize money on offer there as well. You're sort of spreading it across. You're not making the final uh, that much dearer because it means then you entice horses to come to the heats, which I would imagine is what you're trying to do with both race series there to make sure you get enough horses to the heats to warrant it because we need betting turnover to pay for these races. So I think that part's awesome. And I love the fact you're going back to uh, the regional tracks. I would imagine potentially the carousel, that's something you might be thinking about down the track. Uh, Absolutely, we are. Eventually. And we've spoken about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Wano, thank you. Uh, love what you guys are doing with the trotters. I, I love Trotting Tuesday. I try to highlight it every week on this show. I highlight the uh, the winners there, both yourselves and Albion Park. Although the guys at Albion Park, they're going to get a uh, drive-by this this week because they have um, 
they put a pacing race on before the two trotters heats. But generally, you can go in and have your lunch if you're a trotty, <laughs> if you're a trotting purist. You can go in and have your have your lunch and um, sit down and watch um, anywhere from four to six trotting races on Tuesday either at Albion Park and Menangle, which is awesome. So I think yeah. well done. Well, no, thanks for joining me. Um, we are going to have another little chat in a sec, but thanks for joining me on Talking Trotters, mate. I really do appreciate it. Um, I, I love the feedback, and I also love the fact of what you're doing for the trotters. It's super exciting, and and I'm sure a lot of the trainers down there are so excited as well. It per- means purchasing horses at sales um, and going through. They're not only eligible for sales race series, but there's these other races coming up, and um, it's going to make it for a very, very exciting end of the year, which is what we want. Yeah, no, fantastic. Thanks for the time, mate. No, thanks, Wano. Here we have uh, David Watson, or Wano, as he's more affectionately known, and outlining some terrific incentives coming forward for New South Wales harness racing, New South Wales trotting, and um, building up a uh, symmetry, if you like, with the uh, carousel, time-honoured carousel. So $75,000 trotting heats for the carousel. Uh, Sorry, $25,000 final, $10,000 heats. Um, and then the same with the Arizona Blue. So well done to all involved uh, for getting that. And a huge thank you to David Watson for um, getting behind there as well. Clint, hello to you from Blue Stream Pictures. I hope you're well, mate. I haven't seen you for a long time, but hopefully we get to catch up with you too. We've got quite a few people <clears throat> on there and watching. Always just get a little bit careful going to this page. Um, I am hopefully going to get, it should click over in a sec because it's not the page. Yep, did. Thank you. It's a little bit of a trap, this program that I use for this. Um, you would have seen down there in the comments. Um, and if you didn't, um, doesn't want to go half a screen. Look at that. Uh, right, we'll just leave it where it is. I'm sorry. Cannot, cannot uh, get that where I uh, want it to be, but that's fine. Um, with uh, Brad Steele's commenting there that there's two, uh, we've got Bernie Ring on two. Bernie, I'm going to see, actually going to see the great man tomorrow. Um, um, Ashley Herbertson, of course. Two $50,000 trot races at the creek this week. Brett Coffey's on there. Only eight hours up to Hume. Yeah, exactly. It's actually even getting easier than that now too, Jeff. And um, Goulburn for those two-year-olds. Um could also be something no that made it worse just can't quite get the full picture right now we can because i think uh, yep okay right so they're all in there so two fifty thousand dollar uh trot races someone might be able to tell me why one's rated at fifty one thousand and one's at fifty but that's okay three old trotting finals and for the two-year-old trotters as well so well done to racing queensland and the creek for getting behind these chantelle turpin's got two in that kenneterio and we will see how we go um dexteros dexter of course um by my high expectation who is doing a terrific job um in the uh, barn there because he is also so that horse has won three on the trot and gate with grace pretty sure these two uh half brother and sister i know who gate with grace is out of so no oh yes sir nora jones yep nora jones so they're both half they're full 
brother and sister. So uh, that'd be quite a story if um, Dexteros, Dexter and Gate with Grace. And it could definitely happen. I'm sure Darren Clayton and that would probably have a better opinion than that than me. But um, they both trot very, very good. Darren McCall, I'm going to mention Darren in a minute. He got a winner uh, during the week, and he's a great supporter of uh, Campbell's comments as well. So, um, got a few things going on over there um, as well. So, no, good, exciting race. And there's actually not a lot to look forward to in Victoria. Uh, the one that snuck up on me, and I don't know how many people, we might just go back to this show here just for a sec, um, are aware, but the home field is on, not this weekend, the one after, um, which traditionally it's a lead up. I think. Well, I always thought it was a bit of a lead-up to the Derby, but the Derby's not for another two months. So, um, albeit being a shorter distance um, race, it's a $30,000 Caduceus Club home field Group 3 event. And, yeah, it's in uh, Saturday the 26th of August. So if you've got a three-year-old trotter, uh, make sure you're aware of that. Um, and then the weekend after for the uh, Victorian horses are the Vic Breads for the Trotters. That's at Maraburra on September 4th. That's a Monday, the 4th of September, with all your Vic Breads in the one uh, location. So um, the... Actually, that's a lie because there's no four-year-olds. So that is just the uh, three-year-old Colts and Geldings and the Phillies and the two-year-old Trotting Colts and the Phillies as well. Uh, I wonder where the older horses are racing. Um, trying to see, they might be at Geelong. Don't know. Nope, they're not at Geelong. Don't know where they are. Have to have a look. I have got one of those. Won't be going to Ichika, or I wouldn't have thought. Maybe Cranbourne the day before on the Sunday. Nope. So I'm not sure exactly. Ichika, Hamilton, Bendigo. Would they be at Bendigo three days afterwards? There they are there. Okay, so the, the four-year-olds are at Bendigo on the 7th of September, Thursday the 7th of September. So on a pretty big trotting meeting, actually, that one. There's quite a few trot races on there. So uh, look forward to seeing that. Duncan McPherson, hello to you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. When you're gonna, when you're, gonna, when you're ready, when you're gonna hit me with flattery, you just gotta wait till I got the volume up. You can start that again. I like, I like flattery, but I just didn't have you turned up. That was the only problem. I'll give you some flattery. <laughs> don't you worry about that. Um, mate, we're to, we're to, talking trotters, and we've got um, there's heaps of stuff. I've got through quite a fair bit of it. Uh, uh you hit the wrong computer screen. Uh, so just talk to me when you want me to. No, no, no. no we're live now. Oh, I've got something. I've got things going everywhere. I've just hit the wrong buttons. Right, we're back. We're live. I've just got G'day, to. G'day. How are you, Paul? Pleasure <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> I've got to slow down. You're on before. It just you. You flustered me. I just uh, unfortunately I hit the wrong button. So hopefully people are still. Oh, I love getting you flustered. Paul doesn't take much, mate. <laughs> like galloping off the forty meter back mark. You've got to get used to it. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I love you. That uh, that's all good, right? We got a lot to cover off on. Uh, firstly, sure. firstly, uh, to start us off with, uh, an update yep. on Zeus. I did see you put an update yourself just the other day um, on him. Where is he at, um, and how is he progressing? So Zeus is day four at at um, Nipley Normans over in New Jersey. Brad Chisholm's done a wonderful job. So we got him out of quarantine. We had, so wind the clock back a little bit. He left Australia. We got him to quarantine in Chicago. 
Um, Paul Miles flew over and spent the first four days with him. We walked him morning and evenings, and then the IRT crew in Chicago picked up from there. Um, he then went on a truck overnight down to New Jersey and arrived, and Brad Chisholm more or less took ownership of him, which has been absolutely fantastic. Um, him and Brent Lilly have been communicating constantly about how the horse and the welfare, and um, so far so good. He had a walk on Thursday. He had a little jog, jiggy jog on Friday, a uh, little bit more jiggy jogging on the weekend, and today's Monday in Australia, so it's Sunday night over there, and Brent's flying over on Wednesday. So um, it's pretty warm, which is okay. Um, he's winning and neighing, as his stallion would, but he's been very well behaved and hasn't missed a beat. And the reports from IRT and from Paul Miles and everyone's dealt with him. He's a gentleman and he's calm and he's uh, ready to rumble. One of the, one of the big things um, with him, Dunk, he had a beautiful coat. So, albeit yeah. he has come out of our winter into their summer, he didn't. He didn't have a long coat. He had a stallion's coat, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I mean, credit to Brent and Tracy and the team up at um, Lily Racing Stables here. I mean, as Brent said when we put him on the plane, we went out to IRT at Tullamarine Airport, and and I don't know if people haven't been there. It is an experience in itself. Um, to watch them get loaded onto crates and deal with the people that lead, load horses day in, day out with 3,500 horses a year coming in and out of the facility. Um, their commentary around the presentation of the horse before he flew was they were blown away and to think that he was a stallion was even, they were more blown away and then uh, the demeanour of him when he was getting loaded into his crate to go was nothing short of incredible. And his coat was magnificent and his coat was reflective in what we posted only in the last two or three hours, uh, which was having a walk around Nifty's over in, in New Jersey. His coat is still there. And so, as Brent said, and I won't steal Brent's thunder, but he was ready to race the day after he left. Um, and that's what Brent's um, expertise and his, um, his, his training skills have prepared the horse so I have no doubt that that horse was ready to go as soon as he got on that plane and all Brent's got to do in inverted commas and it's easy for me to say is just get him ready to go again and he's done it before and I'm sure Brent will do it again and his experience with Maori time will put him in good stead I would suggest. No absolutely and we, we must highlight that workout um, Captain Ravishing went to Melton yes. later the same yeah. night over a mile, had a pa- had a pacemaker, and went one fifty six. That the workout that Chris did, everyone can watch it. You can see it. You can yeah. see from the driver's yeah, view. Yeah, one fifty six over the twenty two hundred on his own. Like he was dead set, ready to rumble as soon as he left here, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, as I've said, I think um, credit to Brent and, and Tracy and the team at the stables. I mean. He was literally ready to go. If he went to the Hammerhead, as he did, uh, and he went to New Zealand when we went to Cambridge, as he did, Brent was ready to take him to race at that race in Yonkers had it been, you know, a couple of hundred yards around the corner, but the horse was ready to go. And when he took him to the... We took him to the workouts and there was not a lot of people there, as, as we appreciated, and he had no pacemaker. And we had Chris's helmet live cam and Chris pulled up and the horse was a bit keen but he went 56 on his own plugs in hood on 
um, he was ready to go 53. Yep. So, um, and I, not being a little, not biased, as people may think, but if you saw how the horse raced and, and trialled on his own and did what he did, it was all under his own steam. And there's no doubt the horse, the, the, the hope is that he can, Brent can pick him up and, and carry him to the line, literally. And with the new new track, new new bike, um, you know, American technology, cambered corners, 800-metre track, all we need to draw. And we are reasonably confident that we're in with a shot here. So we'll see how things unravel. We've got a long way to go. First job is to get in there safely. We've done that. So it's just a step-by-step, day-by-day. But if there's one bloke I'd love to be putting the polish on him in America, it's definitely Brent Lilly and the team at Nifty Normans. Done deal. That's all good to see here, and we won't put a moz on uh, Jimmy. When is the actual race, Dunk? What's the date of the race? 9th of September in America in the evening. Yep. Which will end up being between, depending on the race schedule, it'll be on Sunday morning between 10 and 12. Um, I'm, I, I think that there is things happening over in America to ensure that the race is shown live in Australia. Yep. Because um, they tend to... The um, they tend to... Like yesterday, I was actually watching Northfield Park and uh, watching a few pacing races, and unfortunately, the uh, the race that uh, John Dutton won, um, and there was another trot race afterwards. Unfortunately, they didn't get shown. So yeah, as long as they're yeah, yeah so that's a bit of a frustration. I think they twelve race cards. They just cut it off at race number twelve for some reason. Sky. I don't yeah, know why no, they do I can I can assure you and and your audience, there's definitely a move at foot. Um, with international connections to ensure that this race um, is beamed into Australia. Um, I'm glad we're not competing against the Matildas because there's 4.7 million watching them. If we get a couple of thousand watching Zeus, we'll be more than happy. <laughs> Michael House is on you. Uh, you've had... Uh have you ever been to his... Uh, no, we won't even go there because it's a different show. This is where we just talk trotters. Um, he was a little bit worried about Tank uh, not making the trip, um, being cheeky, unlike unlike uh, Michael, that's for sure. Jeff Dixon asks a serious question um, in a way. If, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, if, if successful over there, is there a chance you would leave Zeus there um, to breed him to a few of their mares over there? Um, yeah. You've always had the same uh, on, on the radar with him, so is that an option? Um, I'll be to be honest, and we've we haven't had a lot of chats about it. And I respect Brent as a trainer. I'm just the owner at the end of the line. But um, ultimately, if the horse performs admirably, then we may leave him there. It's a, the, the, the number of flights coming back out of the US are, are, are a bit scarce. Um, there's, a, there's a flight about three weeks after the race and the next one's not till late October, early November. So at this point, we're, we're thinking that we'll leave him there, all things being equal, see how he goes and there's a lot of discussion to happen, but there's a possibility he may stay. The Breeders' Crown um, is in the end of October and then there's races obviously in between the MGM and the Breeders' Crown. So depending on how he goes and, and how things pan out and if he's competitive, then we'll do similar things that Greg Sugars and the Just Believe team leave him up there and give him the opportunity. Yep. Um, ultimately, um, you know, let's just say he goes really well. Let's just say he's more than competitive, and let's just say that we might go to Europe. So there's there's every opportunity, and we live to dream. And so he can stay in America. He can potentially get invited to Europe, um, or he comes home. So. 
to serve in America. As far as stallions go, they prefer three-year-olds. So we're a bit behind the eight ball. We're a five-year-old, and there are others probably in the pecking order before us. So we think his potential uh, may be in the Southern Hemisphere, but then if we go to Europe, we don't know where he might end up. So um, obviously time will tell, and his performances on the racetrack will, will endear him to that outcome. But um, he's... Uh, you know, he's won in Australia, he's won in New Zealand, he's the fastest stadium in, in, in Australasian history um, and hopefully the dream keeps going and we can, you know, strike some success in the US and then we'll just take it step by step after that. Just just got to remind you, I do have a passport and, uh, yep, more than happy to travel, you know that, so don't you worry about that. Um, Alex Early can confirm that the trainer has purchased new trackies for the trip and then a laughing face. I think curls might be being a bit cheeky, but that's okay. <laughs> we don't say no to that. And Brad Steele, IRT, do an amazing job. I can say right now the little brother's actually on an IRT flight right as we speak. So, uh, yeah. absolutely. Um, no, I mean, I need to commend IRT too. I mean, um, what that what they did for the horse, Selwyn Wallace and, and, and all the boys at IRT, they met us out there when we loaded him. Um, they gave us updated daily reports from Chicago when he got there. Uh, I can't thank IRT enough and, and hence why when we, you know, we do our, our jackets and our hats and our tops and our rug that will go hopefully over with Brent, um, we will recognise the support that we've been provided and IRT, uh, I've flown with them a lot, bringing horses down from Europe, and and they've they've really looked after us extremely well, and their attention to detail is just phenomenal. So, it would be remiss not to thank Selwyn and all the team at IA. Uh, Jared Maloney says Zeus hot to trot, um, and what a dream to be living. Good luck, uh, Duncan. So, and of course, um, I can say the stay and tender hasn't been finalised for the guys at Swan Hill. Duncan, is, uh, sorry, Jared is on there. He actually didn't have a bad week either, Duncan. I don't know if you're aware of it, but we'll get to that in a sec. September 8th, the stay and tender for Swan Hill will be out, but keep in touch with Campbell's comments. Um, that will be out very, very shortly. Just got to finalise a couple of others. I, I, I don't know if you know that he owns uh, Voltina, the horse that won the uh, Nutrien. Uh, the Rasha Trotters, Nutrient Classic for the two-year-old Trotters the other day, Dunk. Oh, hang on, Dunk. You've dropped out. Hang on. Sorry, Dunk. You there now? You there? Yes, sorry um, about that. Yeah, um, yeah no, not much trotting-wise gets past me, and Jared's been a long-time supporter of the trotting gate, as you well know. And, uh, no, we did see that, and, you know, I think we've been, Elder Brown Park, I think, has been with, Swan Hill since they started the standing tenders, so more than happy to assist again in 2023. No, the the return they get, uh, Woodlands, uh, Northern Rivers, yourself, uh, that means they run a good club. This Oh, Alaba, I'll be in trouble because Brett was on earlier too. So. Yeah, no, Brett's fine. No, yep. no, everyone's contributing to the successful outcome of uh, the trotting gate in the Southern Hemisphere, there's no doubt. Michael House says here, good luck, Duncan. Um, we are all only uh, limited by our imagination. Tr Seaman travels good in little tanks, live the dream and race, uh, Michael House. It actually got hidden because of the word semen, so I've unhidden it. <laughs> Facebook, no, Facebook. Right. Poor old um, Brad Steele put one up the other day, Tim Butt, and uh, Facebook hid that because of the butt, so don't worry, it gets hidden a lot. And Brent Thompson, uh, good luck, Duncan. I'll be watching. Um, you're not the only one, Brent, so heaps of us. And, and the fact that you potentially might end up going to Europe, Dunk, it just really creates a whole lot more, you know, of what we're going to be watching but um anyway right um the uh peter mcmullen and the world driving championships on at, yep. the, at the minute 
And what a, yep. what an amazing effort by Pete taking out the first heat. Um, he is known as leader Peter. He happened to lead in it, but um, he 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 looked apart. He didn't look out of place there the way he leans back in the cart. That's for sure. But I mean, how well are we going? I mean, Pete's up doing the World Driving Championships. We've got Southern Hemispherical representation. Just believe people are still talking about him in Europe. Um, I'm continually getting messages about how he's going, where's he at. Um, and then we've got Zeus. And then, of course, you know, credit to Chris Lang. He produced Olivici the other night. And he's always touted Olivici as a, as a, as a world-class horse. And he went out and won first up. So it just goes to show that um, genetically we've got every opportunity down here, not only with our people um, at the World Driving Championships, but also the quality of the horses that we're producing. And, you know, it's just exciting times. And to think that you've got Just Believe and Olivici and all these horses back, um, coming back for the big races back in, at the back end of the year, uh, I just don't think Southern Hemispherical Trotting's ever been better. No, um, I've got a, a video. Uh, actually, I'll put the video up. You, you talked there before about Olivici. You can nearly, no, that's not it. That's the wrong uh, one. This one here is it. Uh, you can nearly be a producer of this show, but um, just a brilliant return. He was he was an excitement horse. He possibly just lost his way a little bit um, towards the end um, last time in. But just great gate speed. He just cruised out of the gate and just handled a quality field so comfortably first up, didn't he? Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, there's the genetic coming through and you've only got to look at the horses that are they, um, in the free-for-all open ranks. There's not one stallion dominating. Um, we've got a variety of stallions that are producing horses and, and I honestly think this is where the gate, the trotting gate, has got its huge advantage. Um well, we've got 54 trotting stallions down here and you go and look at who's winning races and and the number of stallions that are represented on a weekly basis by uh, winners uh, is far more greater than, um, dare I say, the, the trotting, uh, the pacing gate. And so, um, you know, whilst prize money is under a little bit of pressure in Victoria, as we can appreciate, I think the opportunity still exists um, for, the, for the breeder and or the purchaser of trotters to enjoy the opportunity. There, there is such a vast a range of stadiums that are producing results that I think we should be singing it from the rafters, not closing down on what, we sh- what we're thinking at the moment. Um, and then we've won overall, um, of course, been out of that one over Kenny family as well. Like, yep. There's just some brilliantly bred horses um, in that in that whole, whole race. And uh, even the race before. Now, I have got this one, Dunk. I, I did put this one, and I have got, got the video. Before I do, do go there, the Benny, Ben Hope was a little bit um, apologetic. I tried to do an interview and I said, mate, you don't apologise. And he still managed to apologise for his drive on Elder Baron Keeper. I think that's one that was going to scar him. Um, he, <laughs> nearly, he nearly redeemed himself the other night in the Winners' Trotters Cup final. But um, again, the depth in these horses and the horses that we've got going through the classes here, like he's all muscle, was a fifty favourite. Yeah. Um, and... He, there was no real excuses on face value anyway. I mean, it was just terrific. Anyone wondering, Duncan's horse is still third last going to the outside here with Ben Hope in the blue hat and absolutely launches up the straight. But there's such high-quality horses in these races, isn't there? Oh, I think this is where it's exciting. And we've only got to look at the recent APG sales races and the nutrient sales races for the juveniles, the two- and three-year-olds, um, to actually understand that the future in for us in Southern Hemispherical trotting, the, the genetics are living on. And it, and we've got everything from six and seven-year-olds all the way down to the two-year-olds now. And 
it's exciting times. I mean, Tactical Landing side, the winner of the Hambletonian, and Tactical Landing is available in the Southern Hemisphere, and he's, he's, his domain will come, and he's probably the next biggest superstar down here, albeit there's only six horses served by him in his first generational crop. Yep. Um, you know, and I'll be half smart. Jim, Jim Connolly's got four, and we've got two. So the world, the world is 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 there if we want to grasp it and take the opportunity. And the yearling sales, whether it's a, you know Sky Valley still winning races the other night, um, and to tactical landing at the other end of the stallion service piece, there's an opportunity for everyone in, in trotting. And the gate just goes from strength to strength. Nah, it does indeed, and that's that's the exciting part about it. And there is so much um, going on there. Duncan, as a, a connoisseur of world trotting, where, where is the best way to uh, watch? the um, the World Drivers Championships. Um, Greg Gangle put me on the Canadian site, so you can definitely get all the replays, and they're full replays. Um, if you go to that one, I've uh, got to try and find where I left the uh, website, but the Canadian uh, Standard Bread Canada it is. Yeah. Uh, there it is there. No, that's the wrong one. Uh, that's this one here, standardbreadcanada.ca, and um, you've just got to hit on the, uh, the picture of Doug McNeil. Um, yeah. who, who is leading with, with Pete McMullen, so they're both tied. Um, but um, where do you watch it, or where do you get your... Um, get oh, set? I'd be doing what Greg does. I mean, I watch a lot of a lot of vision out of um, some sites over in America, but what Greg's alluded to um, is available, and I think that's what we should be advocating. So uh, I personally would be following Greg's lead and going to the Canadian website and, and working it through that way. Um, what, what I would suggest, and hope that Harness Racing Australia and Harness Racing Victoria, um, why they can't publish, they should publish links yep. uh, for the rest of us to go and watch these races um, because I'm sure that the public interest in not only watching our drivers represent Southern Hemispherical Racing, but to watch the racing style and watch what's going on horse-wise up in, in the Northern Hemisphere, um, we'd be cluttered around the screens like the Matildas are at the moment. So why aren't we promoting... Uh, this through our social media channels through Harness Racing Victoria, Harness Racing Australia. So, and it is one of the challenges I have. Um, you know, there's a there is a what the hell Philly uh, that's won two in a row um, called Roxana. You can't find any video footage of it in America. So when there is the opportunity to be able to find it easy, go and go and get it and, and, and watch it. It is one of the the frustrations I have from their sites um, over there. Dunk, they are a little bit tricky to. To navigate, but this yeah, is, but this the site's the one thing that I've always said. There should be an. I mean, I'll, I'll say it, and I'll be a little bit controversial. There should be an Australian appointed person at either Harness Racing Victoria or Harness Racing Australia that continually is scouring feed and feeding it in, so that people in the Southern Hemisphere can visually observe what's happening in the Northern Hemisphere, both on and off the track. And the day, if we think we're going to be part of the world scene, we've got to have a dedicated person on a wage, and I know that's controversial in Victoria, and I'm sorry to say it, but I think we need to, to be in, engaging um, globally because if we want our product to go there and our horses to go there, exactly right. then we've got to have the reciprocal right to bring their product and their feed into Australia. Wow. And the sooner we do it, the better. Wow. So, 100% agree. And this show, like, it's not um, about a lot, but we get a lot of people just want and crave, you know, um, to talk trotters and to talk harness racing. Even Michael House is worried about uh, my temperature. He thinks I'm sweating, but he's not, I don't understand. He said, must be cold there with question marks. And then he says, that, that that jacket looks like you're sweating. It is actually cold, Michael. So yeah, it's not, uh, Bendigo can be hot, but it's not overly hot. Um, Neville Pangrazio, Moonshine Linda, 
What a beautiful, yep. what a ripping man she was, and also yep. uh, beautifully bred. She's in foal to tactical landing. Never misses a chance, no? Neville. So, yeah, you do realise that right at the minute he's neither doing the washing, the dishes, or cooking tea, um, because Louise has already reported in as to what she is doing. Yeah, uh, but that just goes to show, that, 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 that there is, 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 is evidence again of, of people in the Southern Hemisphere watching and genetically looking at the best possible improvement that we can achieve down here and if Linda goes and has six or eight foals I'm sure Neville will continue to invest and the benefactors of that are the people who are going to be racing horses down here in eight to ten years time yep so you know I've you know it, it's just complete genetic improvement I mean wishing stones had winners recently he's had um, a lot Bastian Kay's had winners recently Elder Baron Eagles had winners recently these are all new genetics, and we're only improving it down here in Australia, and we're giving everyone great variety and opportunity. Horses like Creatine Peak, people don't realise, like you sort of look at them, they're just leaving winners all the time. It's just terrific to, to actually see. It's one of the things I do enjoy. I'm going to do a recap through all the results in a second. It's one of the things I do enjoy about doing it is you get to see these these different bloodlines and, and what they yep. are actually doing here um, yep. in Australia, and you get these great crossovers. So it is, it is very, very good. Um, the other thing I was going to say there too, the beauty of this is that you see we had Colin Holloway on just there before yeah. um, purchase a beautiful filly and he's going to have a lot of fun with it with no telling. Um, have a Prince of Rock though, um, yeah. though unfortunately Louise losing, losing her mum and the scenes after that horse winning but with Tina and Daryl Crone, Tina Riddis of course and Daryl Crone. Yep, um, absolutely. Yep. yep. And then you get Emma Stewart who's predominantly a, trot, a pacing person, they win a trotting race um, and then Fitzpatrick's and Sugars, you know, Try. I'm not. Don't mean this in a derogatory way, but a, a an old name, if you like, in the industry, um, still shining through. That's the beauty of the trot. That's that's just the four winners. That's got nothing to do with the rest of the week. That's just the four winners that happened. Yeah, um, correct. Last week at Friday at Bendigo. So it is a it yep. is a great sport, and there is so many stories to always tell. Dunk. No, I, I mean as I, as I keep saying, I mean we are. Everyone's doing such a great job down here, and I mean with. You know, with all due respect, the prize money will look after itself in due course. What people need to continue to do is invest in their genetics and then live the dream. And if we can do that and continue to focus in the trotting gate and not lose focus, um, you know, the service piece, as I said earlier, 2000 to 16 and a half attack of your landing or whatever it may be, the opportunity's there for everybody. So, you know, whilst we all think that, that there's doom and gloom, there, there's actually a lot of prosperity in our industry and if you, if you dare to dream, you'll live the dream. And I just encourage everyone to breed this year. Don't drop the ball. Um, the, the world's our oyster in the trotting gate. 50 plus trotting standards to choose from. It's, it's like kids in a candy store. So let's go and do it. Tactical landing. I stood beside him. This is Michael House. I stood, stood beside him the week he won the Hambo elimination, but sadly got beat by a filly in the final. He was a big three year old. Um, I. I think he wrote beat, but I reckon he might have meant bet. I, I bet he would have been a monster on the track if he could have came back and raced at four and five, just saying. And that's Michael. And Michael's a very astute judge of a horse full stop, let alone a trotter, because he did have a great association yeah. with a superstar called Sundon that we will yeah. I am heading back to New Zealand shortly. So I will be sitting down with Michael and going in depth. Dunk, yeah. thank you very much. Um, no, it's, it's all good, Paul, and I'd be remiss not to mention Dancing in the Dark. M, who we're now exporting to New York, sending Siemens to New Zealand this year. 
Um, if you look back in his pedigree game, Pride sitting on the sixth dam, Michael House commented on it very early days when I was thinking about bringing the horse down. Um, you know, it's an exciting opportunity to have the 49-3 stallion available in the Southern Hemisphere as a total outcross. And, you know, if we're, we're going to go and support the Harness Breeders Victoria Golden Valley Day at Shepparton. Uh, and anyone that comes to us at Shepparton who's interested in dancing in the dark M or anyone wants to contact me over the over the lead up to the day next Sunday, which is I think the twentieth, the twentieth yeah, of August, um, Sunday week. So yeah, no, if people are, oh. people email me at hrshbn horse heaven at elderbaronpark dot com. Um, more than happy to offer a ten percent discount to anyone that wants to take up that opportunity, whether they're in Australia or New Zealand. Um, we're actually selling some brood mares. They'll be listed shortly that are in fold uh, dancing in the dark. Um, so I encourage people to, if you're looking for a, a foal to hit the ground by the fastest stallion in the world uh, in recent times, then uh, keep an eye out on, on social media and also uh, wherever Peter Wharton decides to sell the horses. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're giving people the opportunity to pick up a genetic out of some of our broodmares at Elderbaran Park that uh, gives them a, they're, they're in foal, they're ready to go, and within three months you could have a, a dancing in the dark foal at foot. So let's see how we go. Uh, Michael House has put Game Pride in all capitals, so that says enough Correct. there. Alexander, Alexander Hurley said, or Bob Cookemeister and Daryl Prosser combining to win with Dicko Dixon. Great stories. Absolutely. We could go on forever, Alex. There's no hassles there. And that is the joy of the Trotters. Um, and I'm tipping if you had won the last at Melton last Wednesday, there would have been another great story. One thing I've just got to correct myself on, it is not Sunday week. Please, it's this Sunday. Uh, I have to promote days, don't no, if I get Sunday, if yeah, I get correct. every if I get everyone going a week later, I'm not really doing my job, am I? No, but I mean it's a great initiative by Harness Breeders Victoria and, and Elderbaran Park and, and other studs with their stallions are quite prepared to support it. We just hope that there's more information out in, in the media than I mean you're doing a great job, Paul and and it's, and it's on Twitter and a few other things, but it'd be nice to think that Harness Racing Victoria and other jurisdictions could support uh, what's going on in the initiatives that have been created. But, uh, no, look, it's always great to talk to you, Paul. Thank you. Um, we'll keep on social media and wherever I can, we'll keep people abreast of where, where Zeus is at. And, uh, yeah, the next three weeks we'll see where things end up and hopefully Zeus can do as proud as Just Believe did up in, in Europe. We hope to be able to do the same thing in America. Very good, Dunk. Thank you. Um, right on, mate. I'm going to good go through a wrap. Uh, just hang on one sec. Michael House, one of the greatest accomplishments any stand anywhere in the world in the last 50 years. One of the greatest any stand anywhere in the world. Um, we must have said something for that to be triggered. Oh, that would oh, have been Sundon. 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 Yes, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And Michael's spot on. Yeah, so. yes. I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to go through the results, and I'm tipping there'll be at least three or four um, Sundon mares. Um, that have left winners at the least for the week. Um, it's just Correct. ridiculous. So, yeah. Yep. All right, mate. Thank you. Oh, I really Good appreciate you coming on. And uh, everybody. And uh, Elderbaran Park, we're hot to trot and fresh as best. Righto. Good as gold. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Good on you. <laughs> See ya. Here we go. Righto. Duncan McPherson uh, there joining me on Talking Trotters. For What the Hill and Woodland Stud. And, uh, yeah, I can see when I uh, sit down with uh, Michael House, it's going to be a long story talking trotters, which I really are excited about. Rightio, as always, we will go through 
all of the uh, the results for the week just gone um, and compliment all the people. But uh, yeah, I do really appreciate the, everyone that gets involved um, in the show and also um, what the Hill and Woodland Stud uh, for their continued support. So we always start on a Tuesday unless the show's on a on a Monday and we've got a couple here to do. We'll go to Albion Park first. Now I'm going to give Albion Park, actually if there's anyone still on there, drive by. Because Trotting Tuesday next week takes a whole new meaning because the first race is actually a pacing race. Not this week, but next week. So just need a little clip behind the ears, but that's okay. We'll go from there. Gate with Grace, the filly we said that's going around next Saturday night. Three from three um, by my high expectation out of Nora Jones. Um, great story. We will get someone from that camp on. Um, probably, we won't muzzle. We'll wait until after Saturday night. Hopefully, Gate from Grace uh, can win the triad final uh, for them. And, uh, yeah, we'll get someone on there as well. And Phenomenal. This name had me for a little while. Couldn't work it out. But Phenomenal for Darren McCall. Darren's a great supporter of the uh, uh, Campbell's comments platforms. He shares and likes a lot of the stuff that I do put out there. So I really appreciate the help that Darren gives me. And, well, great to see him get a winner. One easy, two, 19 metres. Went for home down the back track, back straight, um, and won quite easily. Our Swede Dreams, beautifully bred mare that has a few issues. She's got two foals. Actually, the other horse is an elder baron. Duncan McPherson bought it at the sales. And I'm going to tell you her name. Elder Baron Frieda. Then there is a Volstead filly and a Southwind Frank as well. So just as you can see there, she misses and... Um, can be a little bit hard to get, I think, cycling and in foal. But, um, yeah, beautifully bred mare and uh, going from there. So well done to you, Darren McCall. Uh, I was meant to say about uh, the New South Wales and what the guys are doing in New South Wales um, to Duncan, but I'm sure he's right across it and excited about it as well. Okay, last Klansman, uh, Tintin in America, out of breed to win. Um, another pacing breed also, because Tintin's actually left a couple of paces now because let us trot. Uh, is by Tintin as well for Elizabeth Heap and Robbie Morris, but also Bread to Win. Now they're safely kept near, of course, another one that left Trotters. Um, and then Fox Trot Hill by Muscle Hiller out of She's a Cop uh, for Johnny Ogden um, beating King City. And I'm a Gypsy Queen. They were the two at Albion Park, uh, sorry, Menangle. We went to Bendigo after that, and there was a big lot of uh, Trotters going around here. It was a pretty big week for trot races in Victoria. Um, not quite sure how many there were. Sky Valley out of Kai Valley Pink. Jim Conley uh, with Kai Valley Anthony and Benny Hope got the reins there, beating Sorella and Spirited Lass for the guys from Cranbourne, the Jemison boys. The uh, Silent Revere, um, beautifully bred filly. Dave Scott, you didn't mention about um, um, Cranbourne there. Of course, Dave Scott's in charge there for Joe Vasalo and James Herbertson beating Shield Maiden Poppy Popstar, Tara McMahon. Then two-year-old fillies. This is a second win in a row for Link in Bio, a filly that is going places. Doesn't win by a lot, but does a good job um, out of Stark as being Dora Lee and Courage Law. Now, Courage's Law is by Sundon's Courage. We want that horse to be at the races on the same day as his dad. There's a story. He had a couple in that race there as well. But, um, yeah, so Sundown, uh, Courage Law, one, we want him winning. Two, we want him to be at the races now. There was one other trot. Here we are. Oh, there was two, actually. Um, Alfie always for Ray Cross and Liam Older. Johnny Keldo with Sangriel. And then Baxter uh, for Benny Hope. And as I said there before, Benny's gone back there to um, 
New, uh, New Zealand. He's back in New Zealand as we speak. Hopefully he's asleep. And Shadow Justice, another pacing bred uh, horse uh, winning for the day by Shadow Play at a Double Justice. And Albert Albert Mayer, it's a horse that had a gelding that's had a few issues. Chris Alford trained him there for a little while. Uh, he was a little bit of a handful, but uh, yeah, he got the chockies for connections. Didn't have a look at Globe Derby. Easiest way to do it. There's two. Uh, he's an Avenger for Brad Ango by Kin Van Avenger, horse that does a great job, and Gay Tuscott, Luke O'Neill. Beat horse, of course, and the best official. And we'll go to this last race. There it is there. Confiscated a Sebastian K out of Illawong Clyde. Um, Illawong, um, the Hartnets, we were talking there before. Um, Colin Holloway and the crew there as well, beating Sky Valley Surfer Girl and Pies riding shotgun. And not previous uh, Brett Lilly trained horses as, as well. But, um, yeah, had a pretty good week going forward. So that was Tuesday. Wednesday, once this clicks over, thank you. We went to Melton on the Wednesday night. There was the 1,200 metre races. There was a couple of trot races. We ran second in this race, beaten by Jakarta for Norm Jenkins and Andy and Kate Gaff. That was first up from New Zealand. Jakarta went very good. They trotted two minutes for the um, uh, 52 to 64 rated horses. So end over sun was a nice third. And I'm pretty sure the last two races, yes, uh, Sue Allen, is how you say this horse's name, I had, it gets me in trouble, driven by the brother, great to see him back, driving winners, uh, Dandify and Buckles for um, Dennis Grease, Greg Sugars, and Dandify for Diane Giles and Lance Justice, and then Dicko Dixon for Bob Cookermeister and Daryl Prosser, um, Alexander Hurley said there before, so seven-year-old um, horse getting the chockies there for the gentleman, don't want to know their age, we will leave that alone. Um, I.R. Lee in the breeding, so you know who that is, of course. Dickie Lee beating Mr. Whitaker, Tension Seeker, Tiara Stride coming in in fifth. So that was a uh, um, another good good lot of uh, trotters there on the Melton meeting that was on the Wednesday. Thursday night there was two, or Thursday, sorry, there was two trot races on the Thursday. One was at Stall. Valerie Lane by Father Patrick out of Val Sue getting the chocolates, beating Rastamon and dancing all alone for Timmy O'Brien. Uh, Tina Ritas had a, had a pretty good week. And then Ichuka. I tell you, this is a good one. Ichuka, I wonder if um, uh, Neville and Louise are still watching. But dealers knocked by Tenno Trump out of Sonny Coliola for Gary Scoble, Neil McKellen. Neil doesn't drive that often anymore. The nine-year-old, it's also it's had a lot of ability, had a lot of issues. Beating Black Range Glory for Trevor Ralph. Also, stable name is Paulie, but also by 10 no Trump. Unfortunately, Mr. Combatant uh, spoiled the party because Wildom Zave, the horse that ran fourth, is also by 10 no Trump. So there could have been three 10 no Trumps in the trifecta of 10 no Trumps, which would have been really, really cool. But uh, not to happen, but uh, not to worry either. So well done to uh, Gary Scoble um, and the crew there. Friday we've done Bendigo. Saturday night we went to Melton and Sun... Oh, hang on a sec. We might have to go back there because I'll get into trouble from my Queensland friends before I do that because there was a race at Cranbourne with... Uh, sorry, at Albion Park with Funny Face taking it out. Beat Sir Fahrenheit and Sugar and Spice. Uh, we should have called that the New Zealand Cup because have a look at them. NZ after every horse. 100% of it. I don't care. I reckon it's great. Horses um, 
one enjoying themselves going around for fifteen thousand dollars as well so well done to new south i uh, sorry queensland for putting that on and i reckon there was a trot no there wasn't a trot at uh, i thought there was a trot no it must have fell over that week there was a couple at globe w it's a good story out of globe w too that their numbers are up things are on the improve which is really good uh willis graham by andover hall at a sun lamp for luke o'neill and i think i saw there was another one there's another two or three races on the eight event card which is great so vogue by love you out of brylan Cresling. that horse features a little bit beating elder baron Gwyn and my bad habits and the Bahoon by Yankee Spider at El Twatter um, for Brad Aylett beating Millie's Magic and Love Lawn Powder Keg running fourth over there. So uh, he's returned to racing over there. Vatican Hill, Trevor Muir snuck that horse across there. Didn't see that. A little bit sneaky, some of these people, but uh, yeah, good to see. So that was Saturday night. Sunday, there was a huge amount of trotters going around at Melton and uh, sorry it's Kilmore um, we started with the Buds and Branches race number five with a cool investment for Ronnie Combin and Johnny Keldo getting up the sprint lane beating the two Lily runners here comes Kai Valley and you really got me uh, there was two two-year-old trots there was a three-year-old trot as well with Dichotomy by Elder Baron Eagle Nick Hooper and Paul Graydon um, in the winner's circle they had a couple of winners I think I've uh, got to highlight one other one there in a minute, beating Majestic Tooth and SK's Hollywood. And we also had here the two two-year-old trots. This horse's name is Paul, too. I actually know that. He's by Volstead, out of Stoned Till Dawn, bred by Jess Tubbs, owned by Jess and her mum, Greg Sugars, trained. Uh, Tunbridge beating Stride Hill and Elder Baron Campbell and Flying Time. I think this is a pretty good race here they uh, only zipped up the straight but I think it'll be a bit of a form race those two uh, Colts have been trialing very good and Elder Baron Campbell I believe have been trialing very good as well and then Majestic Jar Jar for Mary Jane Mifsud Ellen Tommy took the drive speeding dreams of love and Elder Baron Stalinsky uh, coming in third in that race there so that was a two-year-old trots with quite a few. It was good to see a couple of big fields of two-year-old trotters getting ready. As I said, September 4th. And then, very quickly, we go to Maryborough today. Um, and there's a couple of trot races here. Vitor Lamy. Any of the um, professional bull riders will know Vitor Lamy. Uh, Donna Castles got the chockies. I think that was its first win by Kinvad Avenger. Had a bright and lucky beating Elder Baron Spartacus. Darren Cole, Jackie Barker, and roll with Roscoe for Clinton Welsh. Um, bringing up the top three now. There was one other trot. There it is there. Kai Valley Heist um, for the Kai Valleys in Elder Baron Park. Brent Lilly, Tristan Larson from New Zealand. Get the Chockeys beating No Biggie and Meleki. And it must have been... Yeah, it must have been Globe Derby today. I know Nick Hooper has bred a horse today that got the chockies, I think, anyway. Stuart Asprey with Pies riding shotgun, beating Orlando's gift, and uh, got Fantasy. Jim Connolly with Kai Valley Surf Rider, um, beating Hurricane Ed and Emma Joy. I don't know where I saw it. Bullion Girl. Uh, for the Matthews by Wishing Stone. Don't go mention Wishing Stone. There you go. Beating Majestic Summer and Miss Bloomfield. 
Now I've missed a horse somewhere that I found while I was going through the run through. Um, Nick Hooper and Paul Graydon bred it. Don't know where it won at though. But anyway, congratulations to those guys and everyone else. Lockie McMahon, Nathan Rice, Gary Newton. Gary's going to tell me off. We'll get up to here. There is a stay and tender on. I've got so much on here. There it is. Uh, to get through. So there's a South Australian strutting tender. You can get in touch with uh, Reg, Sharon, or Gary. Again, go back and watch this on replay if you like. Uh, 0415. 718-545, but I find it easier just to um, to get on there. If you've got your pen by now, we'll give Gary's number 0402-978-424. And if you've only got your pen now, call Sharon on 0481-170-977 for the opportunity of getting a stay in tender around the 70% um, of advertised price. So King of the North is at 7,900. He arrives on... Um, the 16th, which is Wednesday. Peak for 2-2. Two, two. Cardigan Boco. Speeding Spur for Woodland Stud. Uh, Dancing in the Dark M for Elder Baron Park. Sky Valley for Elder Baron Park. Sundon's Courage for Truscott Lodge. And Kinvat Avenger, who actually had a winner with... Might have actually had two winners. What's Plies Riding Shotgun by? No, Danny Boucher. Um, so, yeah. So, had a good week as well. That's a wrap. Um, as I said, make sure that uh, if you can't find it anywhere else, go to Canadian uh, standardbreadcanada.ca to find the website to go and watch all the World Driving Championship races. You can watch all of those in replay uh, just there. Um, great to see. Great to see so many different angles as well going forward. And as I said, this show is proudly brought to you by... Oh, I have to find it. I label things with the different names. What the hell? 12 wins, 8 placings, $1,345,999. Surely they could have given him an extra buck to make it 466. Best time, 151 and 4. He's a Bay Colt, 15 three hands. His service fee is $7,000 in the NZ and 7.7 in Australia, including the GST. So make sure you get in touch uh, with the team at Woodlands and um, go there. So woodlandstud.co.au. NZ for all the details is the best way to get in touch with it. Or Mark Hughes. Um, I'm going to use his number on here. Probably would have been a good thing, but that's okay. I've got quite a few people still watching, so thank you very much to all that have watched. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Congratulations to everyone that's uh, got a winner through the week. Um, looks like a little bit of a quiet week. Uh, a couple of feature races going on in uh, New up in uh, Queensland. Haven't done anything at all for the New Zealand trotters. I might have to start getting on that. The New Zealand show will be coming back. Um, won't be tomorrow, but uh, we'll try and get it back on at some point in time. But thank you for everyone that's tuned in. Thanks to everyone that's contributed. Some great stories uh, during the week. Keep enjoying them. Don't forget to um, go back. If you've just tuned in now, go back and have a listen to Dave Watson with the encouraging signs in New South Wales for trotting. Um, two big races, two $25,000 races with heats, the Carousel and the Arizona Blue. Um, coming forward so really exciting there um, and some big things happening hopefully very shortly for everyone but uh, hopefully you get a winner um, get out and get a trotter and uh, enjoy it and uh, 
Huge thank you, as I said, to the team at Woodlands and What the Hill for supporting and sponsoring this show. Yes, Mickey, with less than a sixteenth ago. What the Hill, a short lead. Lindy the Great to the inside. Yes, Mickey, coming to the wire. It's What the Hill and David Miller winning the... Pocket setter turned first over attacker What the Hill. And behind them, Dover Dan from in third. International money still got work to do. They're in deep stretch. And here comes What the Hill and Miller on the outside. What the Hill converting off the pocket trip to win the Canadian Tronic Classic. He won it by three going away. It's What the Hill! Third, three quarters, 124 and two into the stretch. Looks like a Chippendale appears to be on the verge. Crazy Wild trying to fend him off. Room at the rail for What the Hill. He's raging late and uh, in heavy traffic is Pinkman on the far outside. Dason trying to close in, but off the rail comes What the Hill, the three-year-old. What the Hill to seal his division. What the Hill, then Dason. And then it was Pinkman third and Mambo Lindy fourth. What the Hill in 151 and four in the TVG.